Hey, welcome everyone to the TMI to Musically Inclined podcast. I am your host, Travis, along with my co-host, Kirsten. And uh, yeah, we just try to bring you everything uh, emo and beyond uh, from, you know, old music to new and uh, future too. And that rhymed. Uh, this is going to be episode four. This is uh, kind of an important one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. So, so this is... Uh, this is the Warp Tour episode. This is the last Warp Tour episode that we might ever do for the foreseeable future because uh this was the last Warp Tour. Um do you have anything to say about that? Uh so ours was the last show of the tour. The last literally the last show of the shows. Which was in West Palm Beach. West Palm Beach was the last date um, on that I'm tour. Not entirely sure why they decided to do it that way because we've never been the biggest the last. one. We've always been the middle. Um like we're, we're a very middling July. state actually. <laughs> yeah. And um I don't know I don't know what made them want to be uh here for their last ever show. Um, but we were happy. Yeah, we were cool. all excited. What, what do you think about, what was your, if you had to say a couple words overall, what did you think? Um, <laughs> That was not reassuring. I was, it's a hard question. Cause I, okay, let's say, was it a positive experience or more of like a, eh? I think it was more of a nostalgia thing. Okay, so it was good because it was nostalgia, but if you were at, if you were prime Warp Tour age, would you have said it was a good warp tour or would you have been like, eh? I've been to better. I've you've, been to way better. You've definitely been to better. We'll get into that later. But um guys, if you're listening to this on Anchor, awesome. That is our host site. We we love Anchor and all that they do for us. Um also we are on nearly every other podcasting platform. So catch us on Apple, Google, Spotify, um, uh everything else i don't even know how many we're channeled through now but like there's a lot of them so we're all over the place so if there's anywhere where you can find us just go to our instagram or twitter whatever we have all of our links that uh you would want to get to our podcast and uh yeah i you know give you a little bit of a of an intro there but uh yeah we're gonna mostly talk about warp tour today and then um just talk about a little bit of our our history with warp tour and um, at the end, I, I also want to get into this might even be a two parter because of how long this conversation might go. Yeah. But um, the future of punk rock music now that this is the f this was the final warp tour. Um, I do want to insert first that uh, this is a few weeks after that warp tour happened. Um, I think we just wanted to kind of let it sink in a little bit to make sure that you know, we we really thought about how it felt and how it affected us, really, because it being the last tour, cross-country warp tour ever, is kind of a big deal if you're an emo fan, if you're in a fan of punk rock or metal music in general, really. Yeah. Because um, it's changed a lot over the years, you know, um, before it used to just be a bunch of ska and punk bands, and now, I mean, they've had rappers, they've had pop stars, they've had metalcore and death metal music you know they've they kind of did it all to kind of spread out their um their community and i think they did a pretty good job um kevin lyman i mean he's 25 years doing almost 25 years doing this tour i mean that's gotta 
that's got to be some kind of crazy ass record. The guy's insane. <laughs> He's crazy. You have to be a little bit crazy I to have do been this. Able to do it. That would be I. That would be a pretty good like short term goal to be able to ever interview him about Warp Tour. That would be pretty amazing. I'd be down with that. Talk I mean, to yeah. Kevin Lyman. <laughs> Don't say it like it can't happen. I want it to. God. Anyways, not hopeful. Um, we we saw a good amount of people. I think we yeah. didn't we didn't stay. So we didn't stay all night. Like, no. you know, some people did because it was the last Warp Tour pop. A lot of people stayed, but um, we stayed a good amount of time. I think the show they ended around. Almost. Yeah, they, they stayed around. It, I think it ended around 830 or something like that. I mean, we were there until like 630 ish, maybe seven. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, we, we stayed there a good amount of time. I think that uh, we just I, I think we were just too late in our a or early in our age to appreciate like the older punk bands yeah. that were like OG warp tour bands in the nineties. And th- those were the guys who were closing the show, you know, like um, less than Jake and um, Pennywise close Pennywise. They were both t- the last two acts of the night. Mm-hmm. So um, I just honestly, you know, and no, no offense to them at all. Um, Cause I know they're like the originators of some of these genres and, you know, originators of, of warp tour, but They've just never been in my wheelhouse of music that I've ever listened to. Yeah. So I don't know. I just I never really got enough into them to like appreciate them. So, you know, if anyone's been to Warp Tour, I think rather than listening to a band that I've never really listened to, I'd rather beat traffic, sadly. Like, (laughs) it's the (laughs) truth. Um, It depends on who it is, for sure. I I guess so. But it's just, yeah, it's kind of weird. it, It was sad because like it was the last Warp Tour. And it was everyone we were with and me and you mm-hmm. didn't want to stay. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Yeah. We had uh, a small group with us and, you know, there was a few other friends that I saw here and there while we were there. And um, most of them, there was kind of a consensus where like not a lot of our friends stayed later. None of the ones that were with us stayed later. And um, yeah, it was, I don't know. It was a weird, it was good, but it was also weird I know that at some point in the day you started um, noticing that like there was starting to be a little bit of a weird air in the in the festival because every single band was talking about the last warp tour. It started getting sad because it started getting really sad. Every every band that we saw came up on stage and would just be like, So this is the this is the last yeah. this is the last warp this tour. Is the last this one. is the last one. This is the last one. And then they would just play. And, and then, like yeah, they it would just, just felt my really God. sad. And every time I die, <laughs> mm-hmm. every time I die at the end of their set, the guitar player just he kept playing and playing and playing after their set was over while they were tearing down the stage. And it, it honestly, that video clip, it's like almost teary eyed. I'm like, this is awful. I, I hate I hate watching this. Scene. I know it was supposed to be like a poetic thing, like he was doing it on purpose. But of it course, just, it was so sad. It was so sad. It looked like he like didn't want to go. It mm-hmm. was it was horrible. I hated it, but it was cool. But it was just really sad, and um, that seemed to be a little bit of a similar feel for most of these uh, bands. Because I mean, if you think about bands like Real Friends and Knuckle Puck, and you know, even even some of the metalcore bands like Issues and Crown the Empire that are on this tour this year, I mean, they they might not be anything without Warp Tour. Like the main will not would probably not exist without Warp Tour, or they wouldn't be as big as they still are. Mm-hmm. Because I think they said they've done five or six of them, 
and um they did it a little bit later they i know that they weren't really big on it when their first albums came out but like it they definitely kept their their scene alive by staying on warp tour i think that's a a huge thing for them and i mean all of those other punk rock bands i mean who it's is crazy. your favorite performance of the day my favorite performance was either surprisingly it was either knuckle puck because theirs was like super high energy and i really appreciated that one mm-hmm. or um damn i'm trying to think of who was on the monster stages that we actually watched we didn't watch that many on the monster stages we only watched uh crown yeah i think um it it was probably either um You're forgetting one You're no forgetting a good one i on might stage on the right stage uh-huh. who on the is main it? one not not on the monster who was stage it? You found Glory. Oh, God. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> no, you know what I was going to say? I was actually going to... I wasn't going to say them. I was going to say Simple Plan. Yeah, they're pretty, they were my two faves. No lie. Like, that performance was great. Like, yeah, they're, like, older and, like, they're not really in the scene anymore. But, like, their performance was dope. They were dead on. Like, the dude could still sing. Everything was great. Like Everyone simple was plan going was crazy. Yeah, and that that crowd was nuts during simple plan, man. People were going off and uh it would it would probably be between those two only because I really like Knuckle Puck and their performance was good. Like I did really like their performance cuz they're they do have a lot of energy when they play. Um but simple plan just for like nostalgia and for their performance. Mm-hmm. It was good. It was great. But Obviously, yes, Newfound Glory as well. Shout out to our home, one of our home uh, bands, you know, Newfound Glory, right from Coral Springs. Yeah. Um, our hometown, you know, um, pretty awesome. And their performance was great. And they actually weren't even on the tour at first. Um, mm-hmm. They mentioned that they actually like told, they like begged Kevin Lyman to let them have some dates on the tour so that they could come out and actually play, especially the last date in West Palm, in their home state. And um, it was just awesome. That was really cool. I was glad to see them on the tour because they're definitely an OG Warped Tour band that needed to be on it. So I was really happy about that. So your your two would probably be those two, Simple Plan and Newfound Glory? I think Simple Plan would be up there. Yeah. Um, But I think Newfound Glory and 303 were probably my favorite. Yeah, I I mean, you were really in that, that, like, neon punk pop like <laughs> that era with with all those bands that i i i didn't listen to them when they first came out i think they're like hilarious like their their energy on stage is really good like they're crazy on stage and that's what's entertaining they but have I, the biggest crowd they did have the biggest crowd at the show but i was never the biggest fan of them when they first came out i was like oh yeah they're just a crazy another crazy like pop group whatever you know but they're actually no they're really fun awesome and they're and you know shout out colorado they're you know they're from colorado and they everyone in colorado loves them oh yeah they have a a 303 day um (laughs) it's ridiculous one of their radio stations and uh they they literally play all bands from the area code 303 because 303 is denver um so they'll play like Colorado bands and they play a lot of 303 they do and it's (laughs) and and people go nuts in Colorado for 303 Mm -hmm. like it's no it is no fucking joke 
for 303, but their performance was amazing. It was. They they were crazy. Their entire the whole entire stadium was filled with people during 303 and it was not filled the whole time during anyone else. It was only during 303 that that place was going off. It was cra- there was no seats. Yeah. It was insane. They did a whole um they didn't play any of their new stuff, which I think everyone was Exactly. Fine with. And they did a lot of um like medleys where yeah. they just like tied in a few of their older songs that honestly you don't you only need to hear the chorus to get people exactly. hyped. Exactly. So they they did a good job on their set. They did. And the biggest thing and, and that's a great point. The big thing that I always miss with some of these warp tour bands, I mean, you have 30 minutes to blow people's minds at warp tour if you're a warp tour band. It's a really hard task to do that because it doesn't matter if you're the opener or the closer, you have 30 minutes and you have to get the fuck off the stage. So you have to make those 30 minutes count as much as possible. And I think, honestly, playing crowd favorites and hype and, you know, getting everyone hyped and everything, that's what matters at Warped Tour. The having fun and, like, just partying and everything, that's what's the most fun of all. And um, it does bum me out sometimes when a band is like, you know, we don't like playing our old songs, so we just play, you know, our new album. And I'm like, well, if people don't give a shit about your new album... What are they listening to right now, you know? So I, I do I do love that they played all of their original like hits from that one big album and the album before that mm-hmm. so that you get all of the feel of their good music and then they just pieced out right after that and it was just it was crazy. <laughs> yeah, it was really awesome. They did a good job. They did. Um besides that, I mean we saw we saw a lot of bands that day still. We saw uh like I said, Knuckle Puck, three oh three uh, real friends issues the main which the main were good uh let's take a small aside for a second i don't know what the hell was wrong with the lead singer i don't know if he was mad because it was the last warp tour or something but he was kind of acting like an asshole yeah he was acting really douchey it was really strange and i, I don't know if it's just because i like i haven't seen the main in like 10 years maybe so i don't know if that's always been his personality he was acting like a, a bit of a dickling, though. Like, yeah. I didn't understand why he was acting like that. Maybe, yeah, maybe he's just, like, funny and sarcastic on stage. I hope that's what it was, because, like, if it wasn't, the dude's a, a shitbag. Like, it was really <laughs> weird, you know? So I'm sure that he was just fucking around, though, because it's... John O'Callaghan. John O'Callaghan, Irish bastard. <laughs> <laughs> um, but their yeah, set so was really pretty though because they their were, set was awesome. I don't know what I, I think they're promoting like a new album or like a tour or something. Yeah, but their all their outfits were like red. Yeah, they look like it was fucking Valentine's Day or something. And it was like insane. all of their microphone cords were red. Yeah, and their drum set was red. Everything. It was like everything was painted red. Like the gu- the was guy's cool. guitar was all red and white. And t- also, mm-hmm. it was crazy looking. Like their their set was really cool looking, and then. They played a really good set. They didn't play weird songs. They played a lot of hits, which was... They didn't play a lot of old hits, but they played a lot of good songs. I was happy with their set. I was okay with it. Yeah. I wish they played more Warp Tour ones. Yeah, I I could see. Well, but you haven't seen them in the last few years of Warp Tour. When um, Lovely Little Lonely came out, they were promoting that album on Warp Tour with older songs, too. Like, when I saw them in 2015... Um, they played some songs from Lovely Little Lonely, I think, I think, and the set was good. So it just all depends. And like you said, you, I mean, you haven't seen them in a few years, so that makes sense that 
you know, you might have missed when that album came out. So maybe that like yeah. performance made it weird. But they did have two albums like way back when that were awesome that were a little bit different. So I see where you're coming from. Um, but yeah, also, you know, Simple Plan and Newfound Glory, like we said, um, we saw Crown the Empire. We just didn't see the whole performance. Uh, I think we just we just missed it. Um, so, you know, it is what it is. But um, we saw like the last two songs or something. And it was good. I was surprised because um, I was kind of worried after their after their lead singer le- or their screamer left. I was kind of worried that like they might fall off or something like that. But they actually were like better than ever. I was I was pleasantly surprised. They were really good. So it's pretty awesome. Um, yeah. What else about Warp Tour this year were you happy about? Um, <laughs> I don't know. It just it felt odd to me because yeah, it's it's been years. Um, so I wasn't sure what to expect anymore. I guess so. so when when was the last time you were at Warp Tour? Because it's been a while for you. It's been only a couple years for me, but you've actually not been there in a long time. Uh, two thousand and eleven. So, I mean, seven years, yeah. that's like, that's a large gap of time. You kind of missed the whole gap where like metalcore started becoming a main part of the set. That's where um, I lost interest. Well, <laughs> yeah. And that might've been why, you know, because, um, don't get me wrong. The heyday for us at our teenagers, 2008 to 2010, were like the greatest warp tours for us. Like, I remember you showing me the set list for the 2008 warp tour. And it was like the most amazing set list I've ever seen. It was incredible there every band it was almost every single band i would have had to sadly like discards from seeing some in order to see the ones i really wanted to see because of how many good bands were at warp tour in 2008 and it didn't stop until like 2009 and 10 or 11 it was insane yeah so i i can see where you kind of lost it a little because I mean, yeah, if metalcore isn't your thing, it really did start to uh, pick up steam in, like, 2012. And, I mean, the last, the last like, five years, I mean, metalcore has been killing it at Warp Tour. Like, they've, they've really been good at Warp Tour, but that's if you like that genre of music, you know? Mm-hmm. If you don't, you, you probably have a large chunk of time where you can kind of do other things at Warp Tour yeah. around that time, you know? Um, but... Yeah, it's it's just, you know, whatever your flavor is. Like I said, you know, we were we just missed that the big uh ska and and punk scene of the late, you know, early to late 90s and 2000s. So, we didn't really get a feel for that music and therefore it didn't make sense for us to to listen to those bands over the ones we we wanted to see, you know. Right. Um someone said something that was really funny to me uh while we were there. They were like I don't understand why all these different bands are here. Like, it makes no sense. Like, they just, like, people, it's like the next year more bands are here and it's like a different genre. And this is like, it's nowhere near it was like 10 or 20 years ago in like the 90s. I'm like, of course it's fucking not. It it was 20 years ago. You expect the same bands to be on Warp Tour 20 (laughs) years later? Like, it's a miracle that the guys from like less than Jake and Pennywise and those guys are still OG and awesome and came on Warp Tour because some of those guys are like 50 years old. They're like 
I'm a grown, I'm a grandparent. I don't give a shit. You know, like I don't care about this stuff anymore. Like they don't, they just don't think about that stuff anymore. And when I heard that person say that, I was like, it's just a weird thing to say because music changes, music evolves every year. And what was cool 10 years ago may still be cool now, or it might be trash now. Like you just, you have no idea. So everyone's different and everyone's born in a different decade too. So you never know where you're going to end up musically. I think the biggest thing and the reason that I loved Warp Tour so much was because that was kind of what it was about. You know, it was like you come together with all these different genres of rock music and in some cases rap music too. I mean, I saw Watsky and a couple other people that were rappers at Warp Tour that I actually would have wanted to see in in real life and um it's it's about that's what it's about, you know? Like it's about people coming together and everything. I mean, do you remember the the years that you went when you were still a teenager? It was one of some of the best days of your life. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. You know, like how many people did you used to go to uh, go with when you were friends with them and you know, going to work. We had like a group of twenty people, at least with us when we went to Warp Tour in high school. And we never stayed that big of a group because we would all split up because there was a million bands to see. And everyone wanted to see the ones they wanted to see. Yeah. So we would all like group up into smaller groups and go to who we wanted to see and see each other throughout yep. the day. Exactly. And I mean and it mattered so much at the time, like to to see those bands and see those people in person and and just get a feel for everything because you know, when you're when especially when you're at that age where you're like developing your kind of palette for music and everything, you just you have no idea until you go to festivals and concerts like that, that you that you understand how good music can be and how good fans and friends and everyone can be like it's the whole experience is one. And that kind of rounds about back to now where, you know, even though we're in our mid 20s, um we tried originally to be a group of probably 10 people that we wanted to really go with. Like there was a lot of people that we wanted to go with. And at the end of the day, barely four of us made it. And I was like, this is so sad. Like I do wish that's, that's one thing that I wish so hard about like my friends and your friends and everyone that everyone would still want to band together to get to go, you know, to have that experience because that it's kind of an excuse to feel like you're 14 years old again and, mm-hmm. and have fun and listen to that music, you know? And it's kind of sad that like certain people just don't feel that way anymore. It's kind of disheartening, you know, like I still feel that way. I think you do too. Yeah. You know? So I don't know. It's just kind of strange. And it's that was strange being a grown up. It, it, yeah. it is. And it's strange being a grown up. Like it, this sounds so fucking bougie. Like we're like, oh, we're 20s and we're it's strange being a grown up. But like when you're talking about a place like Warp Tour, it kind of is because, you know, when we were there, we did see people that kids that were, you know, 12, 13 years mm-hmm. old there with their parents and stuff. And I'm like, buddy, if you were just here 10 years ago you would have shit your pants <laughs> at the amount of bands that were here. It was just a different scene. It really is. And um, I wish it was as good as it was, but it was nice to be there for the last one. Yeah. Like at the, at the end of the day, I left there going, I'm happy that I went to that to experience that. Even if it was somber moments for half the day, it was nice to go and experience like what I could have missed in you know my entire you know rest of my life i could be like yeah no i didn't go to the last warp tour show ever 
that I would hate that. I would Even literally hate that. Even though you lived that. like ten miles away. Yeah, we live we live forty five <laughs> minutes from that. <laughs> literally, that stadium is forty minutes from our house, and we don't go. Like that's just I should be shot for being a punk rock uh, emo kid and not going to the last Warp tour, you know. Um, but I totally forgot about this. We went to emo night that night. You remember? I was thinking about it while you were talking. I was like, shit. So funny. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. So um, we talked about emo night on episode one. Did we talk about the last time we were there? I don't know if we I did. I don't think we did. So we had an emo night here three, four months ago. Four or five months ago. Maybe I don't six. I know. It maybe, oh, maybe it, it was, was like six months ago. It was March or April. It was March. So six, seven months ago, whatever. So... um. It was a it was several months ago. We saw we went to our first emo night that effectively changed our lives forever for being in our mid twenties. I didn't know that that kind of thing was that much of a scene. When I almost we, didn't go either. We almost didn't go. We almost didn't go, and then someone at the last minute, um, my brother, was down <laughs> to go, and we were like, "Hell yeah, let's go then!" And what happened that night was amazing. Like it was magical. Honestly, if if I could feel i if i could feel that way every time i go to a concert i would be so immensely happy the the amount of like camaraderie and feeling you get from emo nights um sponsored by emo night brooklyn like the actual group that does it emo night brooklyn go on their facebook page look them up they're super awesome guys and they literally tour around and dj emo songs it's amazing it's like the best it's great it's the best scene ever and it's like a bunch of kids that listen to emo music it's a bunch of us it's literally a bunch of us that we just go nuts like everyone mm-hmm. just goes fucking nuts some people are not in the scene they're just wasted and they stumble <laughs> in like the girl we saw drunkenly dancing for 20 minutes on stage but besides that most of it's amazing and we had one we were lucky enough to have one in West Palm Beach the night of Warp Tour. So we were like something crazy has to happen cuz it's the night of Warp Tour like it's going to be insane, you know. And you know, funny enough, a lot of the people that were at Emo Night were not people that were yeah. at Warp Tour. I found that really weird even though it was like a Warp Tour after I party. found that super surprising because I saw the same faces that I saw at the last Emo Night, mm-hmm. but I didn't see those faces at Warp Tour, and they and a lot of them didn't go to Warp Tour. I even heard some of them talking, and they didn't go to Warp Tour. And I'm like, that's crazy, because that's me. Like, that's I want to go to Warp Tour, and then I want to go home and change, and then go to Emo Night, which is exactly what we did. Yep. We went, we literally, we lived 40 minutes away, but we booked a hotel in West Palm so that we could just go in, change, and then leave and go to emo night because we were hype and we wanted to fucking go. So we were like, fuck it. We know we're going to get out of emo night at like 4 a.m. anyways. So let's just uh, book a hotel. So it was amazing. You know, we went and um, the guests, they usually always have a guest DJ uh, like halfway through the night that does a set uh, for a couple hours. And it was amazing. They had Ryan Key from Yellow Card which was so cool. It was so weird. Why do you think <laughs> it was weird? It was weird because me as like a little 13-year-old girl who mm-hmm. was obsessed with Yellow Card. Yeah, you do love them. Would never imagine myself in like this little like bar <laughs> with like 200 people yeah. and Ryan Key just on stage DJing and DJing. we're just like screaming and Yellow not Card per- lyrics not at him. Not performing songs, just DJing. Yeah, we're just like singing songs with him it's fun it was pretty awesome and um 
weirdly enough, he didn't play any yellow card songs. No. He he <laughs> left in an instant. I think he didn't want to get bombarded with uh, fans, so he kind of left pretty quickly. And then they played yellow card after that. And I don't know if it's like still a soft spot for him or something because yellow card just uh, called it quits like a year ago, I think. About a, about it was like a year ago, right? No, it's been almost two years now. Really? God, yeah. that's sad. <laughs> that, I know. That's even more sad. It's been like two that years. That that last concert was that long ago from them. Um, but uh, the set was cool. He he DJed for a while. Um, we didn't stay all night. We left a little earlier than they would have actually let out. But we were honestly, I'm surprised we didn't die from heat exhaustion because we were out in the sun at Warp Tour. I know. For it was ten it. hours, it twelve was hours. So worth it. And then go there like that was insane that that we even did that. But no, it was 100 percent worth it. It was amazing. I'm I so happy we got my brother and my friend like w- uh, like we got them to go with us. Yeah, now that they're was both like that was great. We're going to every emo night, especially your friend. She was just like, oh, my she God, never does anything. I'm so happy. She yeah, went. <laughs> that was so funny. I'm, I'm so glad that she went because she had a great time. She even stayed longer than we did. She did. She was there it after was, we left. It was awesome. So, no, we had a great time with great people. It was it was so fun. And every time we go, it's just it's honestly it's really good. It's just the best time ever. And it's just the feeling of that is what I want any time that if in the future I ever played music live or I see another band, like that's the kind of atmosphere you want in a concert is that complete togetherness and everything. And truthfully, that's kind of how the, that's what the genre is about too. You know, punk rock and emo music. It's so much about the, you know, the genre is so much about togetherness and, you know, camaraderie that it really does bring people together. And those shows prove that. Yeah. You know, you don't you don't go to like a club in South Miami where they're playing trap music all night and you see everyone like hugging and and laughing and loving each other. You know, like usually you see bar fights from some some fucking guidos or something like it's it's ridiculous. So I I, I'm happy that we're in the genre that we're in because I love I love the people and I love the music. So it's so much more worth it. Yeah. So um, a little bit more about about like our Warp Tour history. I started Warp Tour a little bit later than I probably should have. Honestly, I think I should have gotten into it way earlier because I'm I don't know. I think maybe I was a little bit ignorant when I was in my early years of music where I had so much good music around me and I loved so much emo music and rock music and everything. But I don't think I learned music appreciation as early as you did. Mm-hmm. So I I tended to shift around a lot and kind of change my style up and everything when I was in my early teenage years. And it took me until I started like playing music and everything to really start appreciating like how that all worked and everything. So, you know, I, I think it it makes a difference when you when you feel that way about music, how it how it, you know, works for you and everything. And I think you definitely got a better taste of that when you were younger yeah because um you were huge on the south florida music scene with like going to shows and everything too like you knew everyone in south florida with music and all of that like you didn't play music but you knew everyone that played music in south florida yeah i went to a lot of shows so i I remembered a lot of faces definitely i did see a lot of uh you know bands that opened um, like local bands, and yeah. then I would go to their shows. Tons of local bands. Go to other, find out other local bands, and uh, I just feel like that genre doesn't exist anymore down here. Yeah, it really so. doesn't. It's really sad too. We were actually just talking about this earlier. That you know, give a give a thumbs up, comment 
anywhere on our Twitter or Instagram, um, anywhere, you know, let me know if you'd be interested in seeing something about uh, the music scene in our state, you know, not necessarily just South Florida, but just the music scene in general and how it how it might change and everything, because I would love to do some kind of documentary or something or even interview people locally to see what their opinion on how this music scene has changed i mean 10 years ago even before 10 years ago but let's just say for the for ease of use 10 years ago um the scene here was was blossoming it i mean music was everywhere down here and there was a show to go to every weekend. Every weekend, every day of every weekend. Yeah. And it's just, it's so sad that that's not the case anymore. We have our main venues that play shows still that you buy tickets for, and that's it. There's not a ton of small venues that, that do the same kind of shows they used to. There's a lot more, like, There's a lot more, I think, chill city music restrictions. And yeah, that. that too. I don't know, man. South Florida's kind of weird. Um, with the way that their their city restrictions are and everything nowadays, we lost we lost a lot of local venues. That's true. Yeah, maybe maybe years. weird city ordinance or something fucking shut it down. I don't know. Punk rock used to be amazing down here, and now it kind of died out. I mean, after Newfound Glory got famous, I think people so many people got the music bug after they got famous that they there was everyone in their fucking brother there had was a, a band. lot of like really well-known florida bands yeah and a lot I, that I were on work like tour i mean it's it's there's insane no new florida bands anymore nope there's i mean it's it's sad it's really sad it's kind of crazy but um but besides that you know um i backed that up a little bit just to kind of talk about how early we uh, how early on we kind of got with warp tour um i kind of got into it around i think 2010 or 2012 something like that it was definitely later than it should have been i was i was probably like 19 which god that's way too old i should have been going way younger than that i should have been there since i was like 11 and shit <laughs> like i'm so I was, sad i was 16 you were 16 but not only were you 16 but you were there like in what i would consider our our genre being it's like golden age out warp tour it's 2008 to 2010 really 2006 to 2010 but you didn't start going until 08 right but that era from 06 to 10 was like at kids our age that is our bubble like that's the glory bubble where all of some of the best pop punk and punk rock music was made and emo music was made for us you know um i can't even think to name off bands from that era because there's hundreds and hundreds that that i could say but um everyone knows if you're if you're even in your 30s you know what we're talking about i mean that that era of music is amazing i loved emo music in the early 2000s and i still love it now it's it's the I greatest listen to it like every day we listened <laughs> to it earlier i we were listening to armor for sleep earlier like uh they're one of some random album that is theirs we were listening to music all day but I think w- maybe we like subconsciously do that when we know we're going to get ready for a podcast. We maybe. just listen to music all day cuz we were in here for hours listening yeah, we to were. music. It's hilarious. We were. Um, but no, so I got I went a little bit later than that. 2012, I think sadly was like my first year going, which kind of sucks. But um but I was I was really into metalcore. So by 2012, metalcore was really popping off, and I got to see some of my favorite bands and some of the craziest crowds I've ever seen in my life. I saw when I f- when I went in 2012, I think I saw um, Bring Me the Horizon, 
Devil Wears Prada and um, uh, August Burns Red at the same Warp Tour, and that had to have been the craziest three shows I've ever seen. Um, August Burns Red was the craziest pit I've ever seen. Some kid got like trampled half to death. It was insane it, because everyone knows August Burns Red stage. Like their shows are insane. Their shows are so crazy, and um, uh. Bring Me the Horizon, their their show was a bunch of like little kids, but the thing that was crazy is how the kind of stage presence that Ollie Sykes has. I used to, you know, before I listened to Bring Me the Horizon, when they were like in their screamo days, when I wasn't as much into them, um, I didn't really appreciate their music that much. But seeing his crowd control is insane. His crowd control is like next level. I've never seen a crowd listen to him. The way that I've never seen someone listen to a lead singer of a band the way that he can control his crowd, it's kind of terrifying. Like I get, <laughs> I get his whole like uh, sarcastic look at like cults and religion and stuff because he can. He's like showing you a direct example of how that exists by his crowd control. It's insane. But um, and then Devil Wears Prada. I mean, if you listen to their music, you know how fucking crazy and hype it is. Like the crowds are always insane and it was no exception. It was great. So, um, yeah, that, that show was insane. That 2012, it was really good year for, uh, for metalcore music, not as much pop punk. Um, it was starting to slow down a little bit and then it revved back up kind of back in 2015. Mm -hmm. Um, when a lot of those new pop punk bands came out like knuckle puck and state champs and real friends and all them, um obviously their bands are all older than that but that was when they really started like getting a lot of hype on the warp tour crowd um so yeah i i honestly if i have any regrets about warp tour it's just that i didn't go earlier in my life i think i really would have benefited musically from going earlier in my life so i am kind of sad about that but still i mean I've I've had a good time each time I went, except for the time that it, it monsooned outside and that person like fainted and the paramedics had to like crawl him out like that shit was insane. There was so much water. We were up to our like ankles in flooded water in that Jesus. stadium. It was it was horrible. The performances were good that I got to see, but the rain kind of ruined the day. A lot of people left after the rain. It you was it was kind of crazy. Reminded me that Simple Plan never finished their set. Oh God! Because of that, because of the girl. That's yeah. why you said that. Because of the girl. So, yeah. explain what happened. Because that was kind of weird. They had. It was a total blue ball. Yeah. They blew like Warp Tour blue balled us. They had one song left, and I don't even know what song they were gonna play. It was. It looked like it was gonna start off acoustic. And yeah, he grabbed his acoustic guitar, and he was just like, "All right, we have one more for you." And he like played the first chord, and he was like, "Oh, someone's hurt," and he like stopped. And then, like, two seconds later, it was just like, never mind. Thank you. And then, like, they all walked away. They literally walked away. And then, um, I don't remember if it was Kevin Lyman or someone. Didn't they come out and say, like, sorry, the rest of the, like, sorry, we got to move on or something? And someone, then they, yeah, they moved over that, yeah. to the next stage. And I was like, what the hell, man? That that sucked. <laughs> like, I was, it was a total blue ball moment because we're like, oh, yeah, Everyone one more was song. super happy. And it was the last set on Warp Tour. And we're like what the fuck yeah. <laughs> we were so mad so that that kind of sucked but um you know it, it is what it is it's totally fine still their set was still good all of their music and everything was great so i had no i had no problem with any of that um but uh other than that i don't know i i think that was it i mean honestly it's it's kind of hard we were kind of like 
overcome by like a weird somber like sadness in all of the performers like voices when they were talking about warp tour ending that like i really don't have that many like moments in my head anymore they're all kind of like jumbled around because i'm like i'm like i liked their set it was so good but god they sounded kind of sad and <laughs> i it made me kind of sad and i don't know man it was kind of weird yeah yeah <laughs> but um yeah i just i figured that this this podcast was probably going to get split up into two only because um you know the big question the huge question at this point now that we saw we came and we saw the last ep- the last ever date on the cross country warp tour w- the the last thing to to wonder is what the hell is going to be the future of punk rock music without warp tour I have no idea. Yeah, because, like, I'm not saying that it's it's dead without it, but I am saying that there's definitely some bands that would not exist without that show. I think it, the scene's definitely going to slow down, and it's going to be harder to Which sounds get just your foot in the door. Um, because a lot of the bands started on Warp Tour. I mean, at yep. least I know for Newfound Glory, they 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 started being yeah a local band on the side stage. Of Warp Tour in yeah. like the 90s. Yeah, the very, yeah, like the late 90s, early 2000s was when they were like, they were the small band on the Ernie Ball stage a couple of years until they got big enough to like start actually going on the whole tour. Cause, you know, I'm sure they started off like everyone else where they were like the, the, one of the side acts for the four dates that they were in Florida and then they, they were off the tour right. until next year, you know, and then next year they got back on it and they ki- they kicked ass and before you know it, they're they're fucking headlining some of the warp tours, you know. It's just crazy what that what that ven what that scene has done. It's just crazy. But um let, we'll we'll get more into it. Um I think we're just gonna go ahead and cut it here, take a break and then um you'll you'll see part two pop up probably not short after uh part one uh just because you know keeping the flow right definitely uh feels good and feels right but i mean if that were the case i could i could probably go on for hours and hours about where the scene will go and can go and if it will go so um yeah definitely tune in part two is gonna come real soon after this one just you know a couple days after something like that so stay tuned for that but uh until then you know everyone have a good time you know go to as many shows as you can stay to a new band yeah listen to new music old music everything in between it's always worth it and you know i don't know say something cheesy like stay young or some (laughs) shit like that i don't know um have a good day guys bye